Are the expectations way too high? Where do we go from here? The only question, how long can it last? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Zero to One Hundred. I'm Zach DeSalvo. I've got Eric Padilla and Hunter Wish with me today, fellas. How we doing? How we living? Doing pretty good, man. Just getting ready for this episode, man. This is gonna be a good one. Really is. Wish, I'm, how you doing? I'm feeling it, man. I, I this is. Uh, I'm I'm hyped about this. It's a great privilege to actually see what goes on in the mind of DJ Goldfinger. That's right. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, uh, we kind of talked about this and we previewed this early this week, but uh, we are going to be doing an interview with the Pullman Goat DJ Goldfinger today. And I know uh, we're really pumped for this. I'm sure the listeners are too. Wish, I assume you uh, secured the PS5 like you were trying to? Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm not a PS5 guy. It's strictly PS5. Xbox over here. Oh, you secured the Xbox. Uh, oh, my God. Man, I'm I can't surprised. keep track of what game system you're trying to secure. I'm surprised there. you didn't say Gamecast. What is that? Oh, just kidding. What? Oh, we're, going like down a ra- we're going down a rabbit hole now. Yeah, we're going to stay away from that. All right. Well, listeners, uh, for those of you that are new with us on the show this week, uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen on Spotify or Apple. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handles are zero to 100. And uh, without further ado, here it is, the interview with the one and only DJ Goldfinger. listeners we're uh we're really excited to have you all here today and we have a very very special guest with us with with zach eric and hunter uh we have a legend of the state of washington the one and only dj goldfinger how you doing today dj goldfinger man i'm doing pretty good how you guys doing we're doing living, good man. Yeah, yeah it's probably like the the best interview that this podcast has had so oh, yeah. far with dj goldfinger so it's a very good guest appearance for us so oh, very for excited sure. For sure, for sure. This is definitely a special episode that we got going on today. I, I appreciate that. I, well, I appreciate it in advance, man. I hope we don't say anything too crazy. <laughs> no, see, that, that's what we want from you. We want to yeah. get all the crazy stories because I know, uh, you know, being the owner of Stubblefields, you have seen some things. So we uh, we are definitely excited to have you on and to hear from you. Man, I haven't been in a couple entanglements. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's also cool too. I mean, because we've always seen you at in Mike's Underground, you know, just doing your thing, whether it be DJing or just running around everywhere in the kitchen or whatnot. I mean, so it's great to have you on here and actually get to talk to you um, and kind of hear your story and background, uh, something that we never really got the opportunity to do because naturally we were just intoxicated so our conversations would just be very <laughs> idiotic. A few too to many you. stubby glasses to yeah, get the no, full story yeah, from Mike. Crazy. <laughs> well, I think that's a good starting point, Wish. I mean, I, I know like we all kind of, we read your letter that you posted when, when the bar had to close and it's, you're originally from the Portland area, right? Yeah. So I'm, I, I was, I was born in Memphis, Tennessee, and then um, I was raised in Portland, Vancouver. And uh, you know, so I, I kind of grew up in that type of lifestyle. And um, one of the, one of the things, you know, people always ask me about stubble fields and kind of my, my vibe of stubble fields, you know, it's, it's a lot of it's based off of 
you know, going from Portland to Seattle back and forth, you know, with a little bit of Memphis, Tennessee in it. So did, have you played at any kind of the clubs in the Seattle area as well before you, before you landed in Pullman? Man, I, yeah, I didn't DJ. I didn't DJ so many places I've been, you know, before, before I even came to WSU, I was, um, I was just basically, I used to go to this place in Portland called Platinum Records. And um, it's just a DJ spot where all the DJs meet up and they buy their records. And, you know, I was just a super nerd. I mean, this is like crazy to think of now, but I remember I met uh, my first DJ friend, his name is DJ Knight. And um, I was asking stupid questions in the record store. And this guy was waiting outside. And he's like, hey, if you wanna learn about DJ stuff, just come over to my house. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I mean, you know, imagine I'm just this young kid and I go over to this grown man's house, you know, uh, that I don't know. And, you know, I don't know if that was safe or not, but I really wanted to be a part of DJing. So I was like, you know, whatever risk I had to take, I was gonna do that. So, but to answer your question, I mean, I've DJed, I remember one time, um, uh, they renamed the Coliseum, but it's called the Rose Garden. Been in there, mm -hmm. uh, DJed in many clubs in Portland that's not even there anymore. Seattle, I mean, I used to DJ over in the Seattle area. I remember going to, I mean, I go way back to this club called DV8 in Seattle. Uh, it, it's by this, I mean, you wouldn't even know it. It's by this old McDonald's and um, yeah, man, I, I love DJ and I would go anywhere to DJ. I mean, for me to go to Seattle, oh, I love listening to Cube. That was one of my most favorite things to do. That's great. And uh, I actually never knew that you were from the the Portland, Vancouver area because I, I, I'm, you know, pretty much been, uh, I was born in Colorado, but raised in Vancouver since like the age of two. So I've been all around the Vancouver and Portland area. Um, so I guess kind of how was it DJing in Portland back in the day? Because obviously now, I mean, the clubs are totally different from what it was then. But what was like the vibe like uh, being an up and coming DJ in that area in Portland? Well, man, you got it. So if you're from the area, then I can explain, you know, uh, the record store was on Second Avenue, you know, and uh, we have the 18 and older, you know, people always talk about the 18 and older and stuff. I, I came up being in the 18 and older, you know, so I was like from the record store, I remember just loving to go to the 18 and older to being on Z100 radio station. Wow. Yeah. Going <laughs> That's to, a throwback. Uh, <laughs> to being on, uh, uh, jamming 95.5, you know, and, and you're just, and, you know, I, I remember my buddy used to invite me up to jamming 95.5 all the time and just to be there with him while he's mixing. And then I could touch the turntables. It just, I would just love it. You know, jamming 95.5 when they would go out on the, um, when they would go, uh, out to different concerts and everything, you know, I try to tag along. I'm just, like I said, I just, I'm a DJ nerd. I'm bonafide just, you know, love vinyl records, love whatever mixer that comes out, I'd buy and consume it all. So, you know, my favorite thing to do was just, you know, I grew up where there was house parties and, and there was gang members, you know, or I don't know, quote unquote gang members, and you're in the middle of all that stuff and, you know, just having a great time. 
Yeah. And you mentioned 95.5 Z100. I mean, in that era growing up, I mean, radio was massive then. I mean, we didn't have Apple music or any type of like Spotify playlist. So radio was ultimately the biggest, you know, consumer base for music. So for you, that had to have been really a, a pivotal time to become a, an up and coming DJ. You cannot take me away from a radio. I mean, I, I had, I had, I had anything, you know, the, 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 the Walkmans all the way to the CD players to everything was radio, you know, Jammin's going to be here. I'm going there, you know, Z100's doing this. I'm going there. Uh, you know, I, I used to record mixes. I used to make mixes for them. You know, um, I, I, I just love, I still love radio to this day. On top of all that, um, it just, yeah, like you said, it sounds like DJing is basically your whole life. Do you have any DJs um, that you can think of that like inspired you to go this way? Um, there's so there's so many, man. I I mean, I used to uh, love DJ Funkmaster Flex. Um, I used to love this DJ. His name is DJ Red Alert. You know, um, I love this DJ right now. His name is uh, Chris Villa. Uh, via, uh, you know, I, I love, I love local DJs. I love, I mean, like there's this guy, DJ chill, right? DJ chill is the illest. That was his thing. And I love DJ chill so much. I mean, if I, I would damn near get arrested trying to sneak into a club that he was at because he was so, he was like he was so entertaining and so fun i mean he he had so much comedy with him and his skills were just incredible um so and dj chill actually lives in the portland area and there was this uh uh he used to run, run with a lot of local rappers and i just i really love the whole vibe of it so you grew up in the portland area and you kind of you make your way over to wsu and then um, it, it sounds like you had DJed at a lot of kind of like the Valhalla's and some of the other bars in the area before you took over Stubblefields, right? Oh yeah. I mean, so let's see. So, well, stepping back, I was, I remember, you know, um, being in Portland and, uh, I really wanted to kind of just do a little bit more with what I felt like doing a little bit more with my life. Cause people would be like, what are you going to do? Are you just going to DJ forever? Is that what you just want to do is what type of life is that? You know? And I was like, yeah, that's what I want to <laughs> do forever. Like, that's what I, that's what I love. And then I kept thinking, well, maybe I should go to school, you know, maybe I should go to school. And, you know, I had this back and forth, like, man, I'm already DJing. Why would I go to school? And, and WSU sends these nice, fancy glossy brochures out, you know, and you look at the pictures and they're all happy, you know, they got, you know, and, and, and I was like, I want to be a part of that. And I would come up here with a cousin and some friends and uh, I would see it. And I met this, and um, uh, I met this guy named Jose uh, here at the school. And I was like, I love this place. You know, I would just see these kids just going crazy. And I'm like, there's not a grown up in sight. I need to be a part of this. And um, that's how I, I kind of came here. I was like, man, I'm moving here. I applied and I was like, I applied to school here. And I'm like, I'm not going to wait for the application. I just moved all my stuff here. And at that time, there was a bar called Shakers. And then um, uh, Valhalla wasn't Valhalla yet. Uh, it was something it was i don't even know what it was and by the time i was paying attention of it 
when Valhalla wasn't Valhalla, it was this place called the Oasis. And then I joined it and then we, and then they did a name change to uh, Valhalla. And then I was, I was down with that dude. You know, I remember me sitting in a room with him and we were just talking about music and he was talking about putting this bar together. And I was like, hey, let's, let's do it, you know? And then, the, oh, I gotta tell you this, in the middle of that, um, you know where CCN and CCS apartments are? What? So what uh, they call is them that the ruckus a... now? I'm not sure if I do. Do, do either of you guys know where that is? No, I'm not is too it, sure. Can, is there something near it that, because I'm usually good with landmarks. So if it's okay, close so by something. People call it apartment land. Okay. So oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's there all it in is. apartment <laughs> land and it's right behind the Minute Mart. It's right behind the zoo. Okay. Uh, you know, so I know where the zoo is, yeah. Okay, so it's right, those apartments right behind the zoo. And um, I started putting together these things called the courtyard party, where um, I would just show up on a person's balcony in the middle of their little courtyard, and I just have my speakers and I would just go hard, you know, no and, <laughs> and play music, and people would show up and people would show up to this courtyard. And I mean, it would just be, you know, it started off not that big. And then it just started becoming hundreds to a couple thousand people. And, you know, I'd just rack up fines, you know, <laughs> noise violence, you know, until I couldn't take it no more. And, uh, you know, that was, that was such a great, you know, it was like coming from radio. It was like the kids here were like, the, the, they were like, you know, yeah, I like that radio stuff, but I like that other stuff too. And it was just such a mesh of, I, I could just play that other stuff that wasn't being played on radio and we could just go hard. And I mean, the, the parties got so big that they would put a fence all the way around those apartments to stop people from coming in. <laughs> and, um, and then after a while they were like, hey man, you know, let's turn it into a festival. But um, yeah, so in the middle of that whole thing, I was, I was in the middle of doing that and then, you know, I, I was working on this other place that was called um, where um, Etsy Bravo is. Uh, there's oh, a, yeah. Yeah, we used to call that the attic. And, um, you know, I used to DJ up there too. So. Those courtyard yeah. parties sound insane. I can't imagine what it would have been like to, to be around for something like that. I mean, before people was raving like that, we was raving like that, you know, it's just... It's just, it's, yeah, those courtyard parties, man, anybody that's listening to this and they remember that time, it was just people jumping off. Of, I remember this guy, it's three stories. This guy jumps off the balcony. You're like, what, what is going on? Sounds about right. That yeah. sounds about right up in the 509. That's for sure. Yeah, it's, just, it's just nuttiness, man. And it's, and it's a great feeling that, you know, people were allowed to just live their life. And I guess I, through that too, I mean, you talked about how you were organizing these parties too. And I, and I know you drew inspiration um, from your grandma and wanting to own your own place at one point, but did that also give you like that peak motivation? Like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to own my own spot where I can get all these people into one spot and continue to DJ night in and night out. Did you find that, that motivation through those parties as well too? Well, I just, I... You know, here's my thing is that I just wanted to DJ. I didn't care. Like I wanted to just DJ. And and one of the things is, is that, so to give you some background, so you understand my Stubblefields things is I was, I'm the general manager. I was the general manager of Stubblefields, you know, and there was other investors and other owners involved. 
but they were like, you just do your thing, you know, and um, with, with their guidance, you know, I couldn't go, you know, I couldn't say, okay, I'm gonna cut a hole in the floor upstairs <laughs> and I'm gonna put a fire pole and just slide down. Everybody's just sliding into the dance floor. Like, you couldn't do that. But, you know, within reason and a lot of times out of reason, you know, you could do uh, whatever. But what was your, what was your question again? Or what was my, my inspiration was is, I just wanted to DJ, man. Like, you know, some people want to be lawyers or doctors or, you know, I just wanted to DJ. That's what I wanted to do. And I didn't care how that happened. I just wanted to do that. And that's it. And I think that's a really cool story too. I mean, because as we hear about kind of your, you know, upbringing within the Portland, Vancouver area, and then into Seattle, it seemed like DJing has always been the number one thing for you. And I think a lot of times, folks' passions kind of die out as they get older and see different ways of, of how they are going to, you know, operate in life. But for you, it's like you were stuck on DJing the whole time. And I think to this day are still stuck on DJing, which I think is a really cool, cool thing to hear and, and obviously see too. Man, this is, you know, I, I, I have a girl and everything, you know, and, and I love her a lot, but I love my turntables too. You know? <laughs> like, I really, like I really love them. You know, sometimes I, I pass the turntables. I'd be like, God, I love you guys so much, man. We've been, we've been doing it for years together. Like I, you know, like I, you know, I mean, imagine something that you've had for 15, 20 years, like since you, you know, since your thought that was it. And, you know, that's just what I've always loved, man. I don't know you know, I don't know what else, I don't know. I think about what other people may like. And I love, you know, I love cheesecake and I love turntables <laughs> stuff. You know, I like, those are some things I really, really love. You know, I don't, I don't even like chocolate that much, but if it came in a cheesecake form, I would eat that. You know, that's just like my form of how much I love, you know, I love that type of stuff. I, I love music, you know, one of my favorite things to do is just listen to music. I remember, you know, coming up in Portland, uh, if you got an underground spot, you could play hip hop, you know, and hip hop what didn't wasn't top 40 yet. But if you were in the club, you know, you played what they called house and techno, mm -hmm. you know, if you were in yeah. Portland or in Seattle. So like in Portland, you know, you play, you go in there and you play house and techno, you know, and then when you were in Seattle, you know, they were like doing like these kind of big rave type things and they were renting out the warehouses and, you know, you, you would go and see that and be like, God, man, you know, go see this guy, DJ scene, you know, you'd be like, oh my God, you know, another one of my favorite DJs is this guy named DJ Green Lantern, you know, um, uh, and, and you would just be like, these guys are amazing. Yeah, who's that yelling in the background? <laughs> that, that's that's my girlfriend and my dog. They both love you too, but yeah, they're they're excited that you're. On the call. I thought that was I thought that I was a, a little kid at first. Jack. I didn't know if there was something that you've been hiding from us. Yeah, I, I haven't told you guys yet, but you, know, you never know what's gonna happen. It's, it's so. I mean, it sounds like DJing was clearly your favorite part about you know, being the GM of Stubblefields, but what, what were the other things that, that just got you like super excited to wake up in the morning and go do your job? Cause I know like when we were there from, from what fuzzy memories we have in, in Stubblefields, you were always kind of out and about in the bar and walking around talking to people before you got behind the turntables downstairs. You know, um, you know how I, t I tell you how much I love DJ. Well, 
um, one of the things was is that before coming to WSU, you never experienced, I never experienced to talk to so many people in, a, in an intimate setting. You know, you got WSU students that are coming up to you and saying hi to you and talking to you and, and, and wanting to be around you. And it's like, whoa, you know? And so now you have to be able to have some type of conversation, you know, besides, you know, yeah, I love DJ. You know, and so you're 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 trying to you're trying to manage that, you know, with, uh, you know, running the bar. I have to understand, you know, that I had to care about French fries and you know, and, and um, football games and you know all these different aspects of things. People's safety, you know, you're like, you know, um, thank God for Amazon, but you're you're thinking, God, I want to do Jello wrestling, but how do I find a kiddie pool in the middle of winter? in Pullman, you know, so, <laughs> you know, obstacles, now there's no target here, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, I love, I love interacting. I, st I started loving interacting with people and being able to just talk to people and hanging out. So a lot of times, you know, um, yeah, I'd go sit upstairs and just chat it up with you, see what's going on in your life, you know, and, and how, and how those people are. WSU has so many different people coming from all over the place. You got to kind of check in with the people to see what their vibe is. You know what I mean? Because somebody might be coming from Portland or Seattle, but there's people that are coming from Florida and Nashville. And, you know, and so, you know, there's a lot of different type of music that you need that you can learn from them or, or languages or just how they live their life. And that all goes in the DJ in itself or just managing the bar. Right. That, that's a good point too because i would notice i mean in the down there and uh, you on fridays or saturday nights that you did definitely did play like a mixture of music i mean granted when the country songs came on or whatnot i was definitely on the outs on that because i'm a hip-hop guy so you would catch me get yeah. another drink when you do that but when you had the hip-hop going i mean that's when you'll see when i had dreads i mean they were bobbing out there um so i was your yeah. biggest fan when that happened and then you still would have the intermix i mean edm is just so prevalent up at wsu that you would still mix that yeah. in too so that is great that you had those contacts like okay how am i really gonna win the crowd with a mixture of music and not just play one genre the whole time and i think you'd get that, that don't stop believing yeah. remix going and i, oh, I would yeah. lose yeah. my <laughs> shit when yeah. that would come on that was the best yeah it's just it's man it's wsu is so special i think in the fact that imagine this right here you're it, i almost look at it like we're on an island you know your parents drop you off and we're just here to fend for ourselves until uh, Thanksgiving break, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, until then you're on your own, you know, and, and it's, it's beautiful to see, you know, from a person being a freshman or sophomore year and they realize, you know, I don't have to go home when it hits 12 o'clock or two o'clock, I can still be out, you know? And so you're trying to put that whole vibe, you're trying to put that whole feeling inside the club. You know, you're trying to put in a feeling of when I'm when I'm DJing or when you come to Stubblefields, I want you to get kind of a vibe that you just might risk it all. And and that risk <laughs> oh, it all oh, might and a lot of people have. You know, and and when I say you might risk it all, you might be a, a shy guy that would never talk to that girl. But you're like, man, I done had a couple of drinks, I got some new shoes on, I might just do it tonight. You know, She's in the or, cage looking good. Oh, it's no. time to get up there with oh, her. I'm going, I'm going for it, you know? And, <laughs> you know, that's, I, I want you to have that experience because, you know, that's how I feel. 
you know, and, um, you know, a crazy thing of how the, the stripper pole came about, yeah. right? We, uh, for people that don't know, we have a stripper pole that would show up and then leave uh, inside <laughs> the bar. And um, so one day I'm taking one of the staff members home and uh, he's a little drunk and everything. And I was like, man, your birthday's coming up. You know, what do you want to do for your birthday? And he says, nah, I just want to do hood rot stuff with my friends. <laughs> and I was like, say no more. Let's do that. Like, let's, that sounds like a great idea. And uh, hit Tommy Guns up like, yo, order a stripper pole. We gotta go all out. We gotta go all out. <laughs> you know, and um, it, and what's so funny about it is that, you know, the stripper pole, and and what I didn't like about you know where you say, you got to keep your vibe young. You know, what I mean, as years are going by, you got to keep your vibe young. You know, and and some people are like, oh, the stripper pole, and it's doing this to women and da da da. You're seeing as many girls on the stripper pole as you're seeing guys on the stripper pole. You know, and it's like. And, and, that's, and, and that's just fun. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, I got some crazy videos of, of guys and girls on a stripper pole. I remember one of my favorite videos is this girl gets on a stripper pole and then she, her mom gets on a stripper pole and then she gets <laughs> off the stripper pole and then this older lady gets on a stripper pole and she runs up to the booth and she goes, can you play uh, Tupac California Love for my grandma? And I'm no. like, your grandma's Say here? no more. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, your grandma's here? Oh, okay. Okay. That's where we're at tonight. Let's Runs go. in the family. I love that. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's fun. That's that's my type of fun. And if and and it may not be other people's fun, and that's good. That's all good, man. If you, you know, whatever you think is fun, that's fine. That's just the some of the fun that we're having. If you don't like that don't come you know what i mean like i'm not trying to change my fun yeah it seemed like um when i was school and you guys can attest zach and eric you can test to this too but it, it was like mike's underground on a friday or a saturday it was the, either you were all the way in or you were all the way out oh um, yeah yeah <laughs> it, it was no dipping any your toes in, in the water for me i was pretty much all the ways in because it was always a spectacle in there and i just really enjoyed the music and the uh, the underground scene but for some <laughs> people it was like there's no way i'm going there it's too hot in there it gets too sweaty it's like any other place you're going to right now it's going to get sweaty yeah. so you might the as well sweat just, was just the best. like it. that that <laughs> yeah. feeling you get when you're walking down those stairs and the like the steam just hits your face and you're like okay yeah it's, it's going down i have <laughs> arrived <laughs> it's right, kind of yeah. It's kind of like what DJ Goldfinger said, man. He's like, if you want to risk it all, dude, you're going to show up. And I mean, we're kooks. We're always going to risk it all. And we're always going to show up on a Friday or Saturday night. And just get and just go for it. You know, so let me let me throw this thought to you guys. Okay, let's just in in a different world. Okay, say. And I don't even know if I should say this. Damn, I'm you guys have got me loose. Uh, (laughs) But say. But, but I, I proposed this thought to some homies a while ago, okay? I said, man, say we, we start having kids and everything, you know, and you got kids and stuff. And I said, and then imagine this right here. Imagine you have grandkids and then you're at the house with the grandkids and everything. And then one of your buddies roll up and they go, man, they're jello wrestling at the club. You want to go? <laughs> I'm probably you know I mean? down. Like, okay, so imagine... They're like, dude, come on. 
you're if you're not you're con- you're definitely considering it. You're thinking, you know, fuck these grandkids. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, how long are we gonna go? How long? How long? How long? Oh, I'm, grab- go? I'm uh, grabbing like, the stubby glass off my top shelf in my uh, kitchen and heading straight there. Like, there's, there's you're no like, you know, I got a half an hour. Yeah. I got a half an hour. You know, <laughs> I can like, done. yeah, just go and have some fun and just oh, yeah. and and you know, sometimes people act like they're just too special. You know, what I mean, they they feel like they got a job and they got a suit and tie, and now things have changed. Well life is still the same, you know? And, and, and before I go, you know, one of the things that I promised myself, you know, from, from me moving from one club to another, you know, it always hurts you when you leave a club, it's always painful. Um, and that's part of the nature of this stuff. You know, it's, it, you know, you change radio stations, you change, you know, you change jobs. But I remember I left the bar and I sat at my house and I thought about all the stuff I should have done before I left. You know, I was like, man, I should have thrown a party for this. I should have thrown a party for that. Oh man, I wrote down in my, in my planner book, I was going to do this and do that. And I didn't do it. And when Stubblefields was built and, and I came back into that, I said, I'm going to do everything on this list. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to go with no regrets, you know? So when it's over, I can check it all off the list. You know, and and that's one of the things that I love about Stubblefields is that we did the damn thing, you know, and it's beautiful that we get to re- reminisce about us doing the damn thing because everybody played their part in it. You know, it's I'm DJ Goldfinger and yeah, I'm one of the guys that play music, but without all the customers coming there and just giving it their all, what would that have been? Yeah, I mean, there's so, no doubt you guys created just one of the most awesome atmospheres I think the three of us have like, you know, ever been in for, you know, not just as a college bar, but just anything. I know everyone and we're sitting around with our friends talking about the old college days, like everyone brings up those stories from Stubblefields and it's just something you'll never forget. It's just, it's just super fun, man. I mean, it's, and it's, and it's just, it's, it's like I said, you know, going to the gel wrestling thing, it's just, it's just something that you might want to try and you want to do. You know, we did it a couple of times. We even filmed it. And um, my, my editor, he showed me the video and I was like, you erase that shit right now. <laughs> like, it was just, it was just to watch it. It was way out of hand. Like, we, like, Get rid of the evidence. like, yo, we showed up with like rain ponchos and, and people had tables everywhere. And we were just, and I was like that moment, and, and when we did that, that was a time where, you know, people didn't have, we had iPhones, of course, but everybody wasn't just videoing it, just videoing the hell out of it. You were actually just watching it. it. Yeah, you were in that moment and you were like, God, that was so much fun. I forgot to take pictures and video. One of the things that I want to know is what was your, what were kind of your favorite nights Um running the bar like I guess obviously besides the weekends but was it was it stubby Tuesday or was there something about like the wing Wednesday that you always love doing um you know it's it all kind of combines it's it's uh it's it's situational you know like the 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 one that was the one of the most craziest nights would have to be one mom's weekend and um it would be mom's weekend. And then it would also be when, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. I think it's, I'm trying to figure out who were we, who I forgot the game that we were going against, but, um, 
Apple the whole Cup? news crew came. Uh, it oh, wasn't college game game day against Oregon. Oh, yeah, 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 it was against Oregon. Yeah. So man, that thing started at seven o'clock in the morning, you know, and I think it was six, seven o'clock in the morning. And, uh, we were like, we, I mean, the, the partners were calling me and like, Hey, go figure, we need to have this together. We need to have that together. And, you know, this is going to be huge. This is going to be big. So you need to get everything together. We need to open up in the morning as early as we can. And I think it was like six, seven o'clock in the morning that we could open up. So we went and got donuts for everybody. You know, we got a bunch of bacon and we were just ready to serve people um, breakfast and be civilized. And they, we got coffee, we ordered coffee and uh, you know, we had the coffee and the donut station set up and um, you know, people came in and they were sitting down at tables and people would not eat the donuts and they would not eat the coffee. And I was so offended. And I kept <laughs> telling the bartender, like, you need to ask people, do they want the coffee? Do they want the donuts, you know? And I go up to a guy and I said, hey man, you know, would you like a donut? It's free or a coffee. And he's like, dude, I'm here for shots. And I was like, oh, okay. That, that's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. So, so it was like literally seven o'clock in the morning, all the way until nighttime, you know, two o'clock plus in the morning. And then staff wanted to have an after party. I, I mean, and then after that, I jumped on a plane and I left to go, I think to DC. So it was, I mean, that was one of the greatest times as far as uh, so many people coming inside that building. I mean, it was thousands upon thousands, you know? And then, you know, uh, Mom's Weekend is always something that's just gonna be comical, you know, mm -hmm. how it's gonna go down, <laughs> you know? And uh, Dad's Weekend is always just a feast, man. You get to meet everybody's dad. It's so much fun to meet people's dad. And you go, oh, okay, I see where you come from now. I see, I see where you go by this, you know, when you meet, when you meet pops, you know, and uh, uh, I love, you know, mom's weekend and dad's weekend because uh, on Friday, people kind of tone it down. You know, they walk past the bar like, what is this place? I've never seen this place before, dad. I've never seen this place before, mom, you know, and then by Saturday, they're like, ah, it's like, you gotta get them warmed freaking. up for sure. Yeah, you know, you gotta... <laughs> <laughs> you know Friday is turtlenecked up. Saturday, they're just in, in mini skirts and tank tops. You know, it's just like, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, they're in the DJ booth like, dude, my mom smoked weed for the first time. I'm like, yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but as far as just regular nights go, um, once we got Stubby Tuesday going, that was definitely a favorite of mine. You know, um, Stubby Tuesday, and I mean, just imagine, just in your regular life, imagine just going out on a Tuesday and you have the mindset just not to even return. You're just like, you know, <laughs> whatever happens, happens. And you, you get that stubby glass and you're just, you're just out there. And um, on Stubby Tuesday, man, everybody's shooting their shot. You know, um, everybody's, you know, you get a table, you start relaxing with friends you know, and, and, and later on, it just falls where it falls. So I really like Stubby Tuesday. And honestly, man, um, I liked an 18 and older night. You know, it was just. <laughs> oh, an absolute just, spectacle in there. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the muddiness of it. You know what I mean? It was just the, you know, it's just like, you're like, you guys aren't even drinking and you're doing this. I mean, they're just, <laughs> they, you know, people would be dancing. They really love the music and they were just dancing their ass off. And you know, I mean, you're not selling alcohol, but it's, it's for me loving the music that it was, that it was also fun, 
you know, so, um, and you got to meet so many of your future customers, you know, and so you're building a, a rapport with them for when they turn 21, you know, and, and, and they're, and they're very comfortable with you and, and the establishment. So, you know, I, I, uh, you know, it's always that, you know, and then next week you're like, God, Friday and Saturday is just a monster and you're just having so much fun. You're, you're like, man, I, you know, I'm not even going to mess with it on Tuesday. I'm going to let such and such DJ. Yeah. You got to give yourself a night off every once in a while just to, to recoup from those nights. Man. And I would, I would do that on DJing, but it was very, very rare that, that me or Tommy Guns missed the night because it's so much fun. You know, it's just, you did it yesterday. Let's do it again. Why not? <laughs> run it back. Yeah. Run it, run it right back. You know, it's just, and it's, and everybody's feeding off everybody. I remember I met somebody and they were like, yeah, you need to come to Seattle. We're going to do this thing called SantaCon. And I was like, oh, what no. is SantaCon? <laughs> and I went and I went to SantaCon and that was, that just, you know, the inspiration just blew my mind. And about time we made it back to Pullman, we're ordering 5,000 flyers talking about we're doing, you know, the next year we're doing Santa Torque Shot. You know, and it's just, <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, you, you, it's, you know, it's just a beautiful thing. I mean, I, I remember uh, a person I met at the bar a long, long time ago. And, you know, she said that she would love for me to DJ her wedding. And, you know, years later, uh, her husband calls me. And next, you know, I'm in Mexico at La Paz. No way. Lopez, you know, DJing uh, for a couple of days for them. You know, it's just, it's, you know, Stubblefield's just, it's so many things that you just go round and round with people. You know, you're on, you're at Lake Washington and you're DJing, you, you know, on a boat, you know, it's just cool people everywhere. And you hit that horn, bum, 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 and it's just like, everybody's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we're here. Everyone you know, remembers. Like, you know, it's like, um, it's like a calling out, you know, I'm, I'm checking the room. Are, are we cooped out here or what? Where, where are we at? And it's just like, you know, yeah, we're here. I, I just, you know, it's just a life to love, man. And to be able to do it so long in that one space is, is just great. Oh, the, the horn is just so memorable. And then just right after the horn, DJ Goldfinger, DJ Goldfinger, that pops. <laughs> but my favorite, of course, is DJ Tommy Guns and just hearing his name yeah. pop up at least 40 times. That's when I know the night's getting good when I hear Tommy Guns on the speakers at least 40 plus times. You know, my saying, DJ Goldfinger, Tommy Guns, Devon. You yeah. know, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I used to be like, you know, because you got to get your whole crew in there. It's a it's a team event, you know what I mean? And I, I just want to, you know, I just want to show these guys love, you know, that I've been with and been down with forever. You know, they grew up in the projects with me. So, you know, that's, that's, that's the team that I started with. So that's, it's only appropriate. And I guess on that, I mean, that actually just sparked up a new question. And Zach, I, re I really want you to ask the question in terms of uh, you know, the idea on the stubby glass, but for DJ Tommy Guns, so did you kind of introduce him to DJing or was that someone who you grew up DJing with? No, we, um, so we grew up in these, this place called Skyline Crest Projects. And um, he was, and he, and he was Devin's best friend, uh, which is my brother. And then um, we just kept hanging out, you know, Devin and him, they would do whatever they do. And I'd be in my room DJing, you know, I used to just put my face against the table and just, uh, just DJ all day and all night. And he would come over all the time and we talk about music and stuff like that. And, and 
you know, once I got myself a little established here, I was like, you should come up here and DJ, you know? And, and he was like, oh yeah, sure. And he moved up here with a dog and a TV. <laughs> <laughs> and he's yeah. still here to the, still there to this day. I'm assuming yeah. you're st- you still got your whole crew with you in Pullman. You know? Yeah, man. That's just, it's bros, man. And I'm, 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 I'm happy to do it with them, you know? And later on we added on a, an addition, you know, um, my girl Molly and, uh, you know, I, well, actually I met her in, um, in class. So, at, and, uh, in Todd Hall. Yeah. And she was, and she was always like, you know, she was actually a, a good addition because she helped us, uh, you know, keep things down to reality, you know, where I'm like, <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes you just get stupid, you know, you got all these, you know, you get all these people <laughs> in a bar and you're like, what can you do? You know, and you're, it's late and you're like, yo, where are we going to get you know, 20 pounds of jello. You know, <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> you know, and she's like, oh, what? You know, and you're like, man, if we just cut a hole in this brick and make a new entrance here, you know, and, and you need somebody to go way, way, way back, back up, you know, and um, <laughs> get something and, and have you do something sensible, you know. Um, she's also one that said, you know, you guys should do whenever Apple Cup was here, um, you know, we do a Thanksgiving dinner. And she was like, yeah, you should do a Thanksgiving dinner. And just, we used to do it for staff. And she's like, anybody that wants to come eat, they should be able to come eat for free. And, and we were like, yeah, that's a great idea. You know, so we would do that. And that was fun. That, you know, that's another one of her creations. Man, it's so good to just have people around you that, that you know, they're on the same vibe and they, and they care about what you're doing. 